Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the man from the boy. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to the very first MMA podcast on the Ginger's Perspective. Gives me great pleasure to welcome my good friend, a student of the game, Justin Ferrier. Justin, welcome. In terms of the UFC, let's just start there because it's been fascinating to see what's going on there. Brock Lesnar, John Jones, both being busted for doping. It's not what we want to see in the sport, is it? No, it's not. It's, you know, UFC 200 was such a big occasion. It was... Uh, uh... It actually came out, the news broke that John Bones wasn't fighting. It was on my birthday, July 7th. And a couple of years ago, Anderson Silva lost on my birthday. So my birthday is not a good day for him, mate. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's very sad to see such a big name being pulled off the card. You know, no one's really surprised about Brock. But, you know, even with all John, John Jones's mistakes, he never really picked him as a cheater. And now this has come into the light and sees he's got bad substances in him that are not narcotics. And it's a big surprise for everybody. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hunt now, Brock Lesnar's opponent, has come out and he's thrown his toys out of the cot, hasn't he? I mean, he's really upset, and rightly so. I mean, he has this guy who's an unassuming guy. He's got some serious power in, in his hands. He's a knockout specialist. Uh, comes up against Brock Lesnar, gets his name up in lights, and all of a sudden the fight is, is marred by a, a positive dope test. You know, it's, it's, you know, Mark Hunt, I, I don't feel that uh, Mark Hunt would have won the fight even if Brock wasn't on on, on performance enhancing stuff. Um, but it, it does put put a cloud of doubt over his over his win. You know, he got grabbed for and Bones got caught for the exact same thing as hydroxyclomiphene, which is in everyday use. Men use it as a fertility drug to enhance their natural testosterone if they want to make a child or whatever the case is. But which is a, that's a bad substance in itself. Yeah. But it highlights the fact that. Generally used in athletes as a post-course therapy. So after your cycle of testosterone, uh, steroids, uh, yeah, yeah. you take this to block the estrogen, so that you don't get man boobs, etc. I think Brock Lesnar is going to produce a, a man mountain of a baby, if you ask me. If his uh, genes are anything to go by, if he can get it right, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a monster. <laughs> so is John Bones. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's sad because you think that you know uh, Brock is, 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 a, is a big man and. We, always been a question of him but with John it's disappointing that yeah John Jones the talent is just ridiculous he really is a talented guy but he's got so many wrong decisions and uh, he's busy paying for it at the moment so it is sad let's uh, too much too much too soon exactly exactly let's talk about too much Dana White what has he made out of the sale of UFC because it is something absolutely ridiculous and then he pops up at the Republican convention can you handle it? Dana White suddenly uh, doing a little foray into politics. Yeah, I saw that he was he was supporting Trump. It just shows how much influence he's got now. I mean, the US exploded, and, and he's obviously at the forefront. And he's obviously somebody that people will listen to. So Trump has given his influence because it obviously appeals to, I don't know, 16 to 35-year-olds. I mean, that's probably the target market, and that's who they want to vote. You know, some reports have said that had a nine percent share in UFC, uh, and that was sold. That percentage was sold for three hundred and sixty million. Wow! And he still, he, yeah, that's US dollars. He still keeps a twenty million per annum 
US dollar salary, and gets a profit share of 9%, forecasted at about 200 million for five years, because based on the last five years' performance previously. It's, it's crazy money, and he deserves it, because he's really built an empire. He really has. Uh, it's just that a pity that he was at the Republican uh, convention, if I can put it that way, because uh, I, I just feel, you know, politics and sport, although they... They tend to be intertwined at times. Anyway, but as you say, it's all about influence. Um, th- let's talk about 201, uh, UFC 201. Uh, it's not the biggest names in MMA that are going head-to-head, in in my humble opinion, but there's some cracking fights on the card, isn't there? Yeah, there, there really is. I mean, it's uh, obviously, it's on paper, it doesn't compare to UFC 200 because they put all their eggs in one basket for that. But something like Tyre... Woody fighting Robbie Lawler, that's, that's going to be a cracker because we know Robbie Lawler's a gamer uh, and we know Tyron Woody, even though they're the same age, he's an up-and-coming. He's got, Tyron Woody's got 18 fights to his name. Mm-hmm. He's got a 15-3 record. Robbie Lawler's 26-10-1, so that's 37 fights. The mileage rate is, is, is high on that. But Robbie Lawler, I mean, he's, he's been in some crackers. You know, some people are of the school of thought that, you know, after, after the McDonald's fight, he won't be the same because of, of of the shots taken and the war that he was in. I, I tend to agree, you know, if, I, if I'm going to have a bet, I, I'm probably better on the outside of Tyron Woodley. You know, he's, they're the same age, both born in 82. You know, they, but he's got half the amount of fights. So just the amount of experience against somebody that may have been in too many fights. Justin, um, I mean, you in Ireland recently, uh, just to change the subject slightly, because... UFC 202, I mean, we're going to see the man you met in Ireland back in action in, in one of the most anticipated rematches in uh, UFC history. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really awesome to meet him. I, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Straight Place Gym and, and I, I spent some time, not with him, but I, I spent some time with one of his teammates. So I did get to meet him, very nice guy. He liked South Africans. We shook hands. Had a photo. It was very cool. Um, you kind of thought... Uh, the aura in the gym is that he's part of the furniture. So, you know, he's not like, if you went to, say, Floyd Mayweather's gym, you wouldn't get it. He, when you go to SPG, it's, he's, he's there training with his team. Obviously, the team is separate from everybody else, but if you're a member of that gym, you walk in, you can go, he's, he's standing on the same mat as you are, he's stretching in front of you, he's not hidden away, he's not put in a cocoon. Yeah. And and maybe maybe he was before, and, and, and coming into the, the first night he was maybe he became a bit of a diva. But it certainly seems now that he's not like that. The only difference is, that, and I spoke to his teammates, is that he's part of the furniture. The only difference is he drives a better car and comes to the back door. So <laughs> him too much, at, too, too much in the reception area. But he's he was he was very friendly and he, he seems to be working hard. You know, he's, and that's where the fighter is. They must put him in the gym. You know, yeah. you need to get distracted by fame and fortune and, and you know all these things. You've got to put your hours in. Otherwise, it shows. And that's against. Against Nate Diaz, it shows. You got somebody. Uh, listen, also the fact that Nate Diaz is intense. He's just he fights fearlessly. But I, I do think that Connor, with the right amount of work, Connor's going to beat him. That's what I think. And also, maybe it's written on the stars money-wise. Uh, a rubber match will make Connor even more money than he's already got. Yeah, and he has been great value for the UFC. I'm sure. They've cashed in. They've loved the exposure he's given them. And he really has uh, been a massive draw card for them. Speaking of which, uh, the ultimate fighter, we've got a South African in the mix. Our very own uh, Zulu boy is going to be uh, featured. In, and I believe it's episode one. They've even, I'm hearing stories that they, they held the show back just so he could get the right paperwork to be a part of it. But special to be part of the ultimate fighter, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's,
oh, it's huge. If they haven't given enough attention, then I, I would have shot it from the mountaintops. It's, it's massive to be a part of this. I mean, we, we did have a South African before with Xavier Lucas, but he was a, I mean, an Aussie resident at the time, and that didn't get much attention. But this is huge. I mean, to have such a humble guy, he's a great guy. I mean, he's, he's come down to Durban, he's trained uh, at our gym, can't wait there. He's a great guy. I mean, it's, it's so awesome to see that he's potentially eight fights away from fighting Demetrius Johnson, the number one punch, part of the punch front fighter in the world. I mean, it's a bit of a rough deal. You, you've got the two coaches who have both fought Demetrius and lost, but they are contender number one and contender number two, but they don't get the opportunity to fight. Yeah. So if you win your eight fights, you fight, you fight Demetrius for the title. Wow. And that, that fight's happening, that fight is happening in December in Vegas. It's six months. Zuniboy's life could be changed. He could be a multi-millionaire dollar and it would be awesome. That'd be absolutely fantastic. What a story that will be. Justin Ferrier, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, where can people get hold of you on, on social media? Where can they follow you? Yeah, at Justin Ferrier on Instagram and Twitter and obviously on Facebook. Justin, thanks very much for your time. I look forward to the next chat.